And welcome to episode four. As always, this is Jeff. And this is Alex. And today we're going to talk about traveling generally. How did our travel habits change after moving to Germany? You know, being in the middle of Europe and being able to travel to so many places. And what kind of travel did we do before we moved to Germany? Ooh, that sounds fun, Jeff. All right. Let's, let's get started. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, Jeff. So this is a whiskey that um, <laughs> that, that you brought, and um, it looks interesting. Can you explain this, please? Well, uh, what he's looking at is a bottle of Dalmore, age 12 years. Uh, it has a, a silver... Im- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A little bit of <laughs> shit. Stop doing Let's start all over again. Wait, no, not all over again. I start we're starting again from the beginning. Wait, no, 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 the full beginning. Let's just no. start with the whiskey part again. No, nope. no, the intro is good. Okay, fine. No, 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 the before the music. Okay, now, okay. now, okay, do the mu- music. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. And all right. Um, sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, pause everything. Uh, do your whiskey okay. introduction here. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and All right, Jeff. And uh, this is a whiskey that you brought. Yeah. So uh, what we have here is a bottle of uh, Dalmore. The, sorry, the Dalmore, age 12 years. It is a um, bottle of scotch that has an embossed silver buck. That is a male deer on the front. Uh, probably a few of you have seen this out in the I've I've out, seen it before. Out in the wild, yeah. I never had it, but I've seen it before. Um, this was uh, gifted to me like a few years. I think I told you a few years ago. I was working on a movie, and there was a super nice guy named John who worked on it with me. And uh, a few weeks, or I think it was maybe yeah, it was a month actually after the the, the job ended. Uh, in the mail, I received this bottle of Dalmore, and he said, uh, "Hey, it was nice working with you." And this Dalmore comes with a little a little extra inside, right? It has some bits. Uh, so what <laughs> happened is I've had this bottle for a few years, and I when we. I went to open it just to smell it before before we started, and only half the cork came out. The other half was stuck in the in the neck of the bottle, so mm. we had I had to push it in. And, and we're doing this at, uh, at my place right now, right? So I, I actually and, uh, I, I brought this like yeah. sugar sifter, which is like this metal mesh thing, so that way we can pour the whiskey through the sifter and it'll catch any. Uh, bits of cork so that way we don't drink those so we're gonna have to do a little um yeah i'll, I'll put a photo on the instagram of us uh, of us pouring this because it's pretty it's 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 it's, it's the opposite of uh, of classy right now we are right. not being classy All but right. we're not very classy oh. we're <laughs> <still>. <laughs> <Fuck me. laughs> All right, it's everywhere. All right, oh, fine. No, I'm, all right. Let's do, you know what? You hold it. You hold the sifter and I'll pour it, all right? Wait, wait. Should we clean this? Let's, no, let's it's fine. It's no, fine. No, I don't want to ruin your table. It's all looking It's fine. No, we're going to. We're, gonna, we're going. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm okay, pouring pour. it. I'm pouring it. Ready? There it is. Through the sifter. My table is... Did we get... We, uh, oh, yeah. We caught some cork. There we go. We got some cork in there. There we go. Hey, not the worst idea in the world. Also, you're not pouring anymore. You lost your privileges. Yeah, sorry. I usually pour every episode, but... Um, yeah, the first time I... We, we, we cut this out, but uh, I attempted to pour and I spilled um, most of the glass onto the table. But now the uh, room has a nice whiskey smell. It does. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't cut that out. We'll see. Okay. Um, um, but let's go for it. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's try this out. <laughs> smells all right. See, yeah. Ooh, it smells a little strong. 
the look on your face said it all. <laughs> Did <laughs> saw, it? Yeah. Did it? I saw yeah. this uh, a little bit of a cringe. Well, the, the problem was the um, the first two episodes, we had some really nice bottles of whiskey. And episode three was not the uh, not the best whiskey I've ever had in my life. And this one is also not the best whiskey I've ever had in my life. It's I all, mean, again, like the other one, it's not bad. I think it's better than the it, one we had last it's time. It's a very, it's a, actually, not, it's not even very, it, it's a smoky, like uh, the last uh, scotch we had, had almost no smoke flavor. This one That's has true. some, but it's like, uh, you know, five out of 10 in terms of smokiness. Um, but yeah, there's just, it's fine. It's just, I don't know, not, there's just nothing, not much to it. Uh, to be honest, it's okay. All right, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, no, um, no, maybe uh, as we as we drink on, we'll like it more. Yeah, cheers again. Hmm. Yeah, here uh, we here we go. I, n- next we week go. we're gonna get a we're gonna get a better whiskey. And I have a bit bit of scotch going down my sleeve. That's and the sifter did not get everything. I do have a little bit of mine, but you know what? That's more to the flavor. It adds, it adds a bit. It adds a bit. To yeah, the actually, in my first sip, I I tasted uh, a, little a little cork bit of something in there. Yeah, it won't, it won't kill us though. Maybe corkiness can be another category. Smokiness. Ease of drink, burn, corkiness. Well, um, this is all my fault. The fucking cork just broke. That's right. Okay, so Jeff, traveling. So this is this is something that was very new to me when I moved here because I, like I said in episode one, I believe, I did not travel at all when I first moved here. Um, but since I moved here, I've been traveling a lot every time I can because we are in the center of Europe and it's super easy. Yeah, and I think, um, I can't remember, uh, a friend of mine, his colleague is from, God, I can't remember, I think Hanover, right? Okay. And he was just t- he was just telling his friend, like, oh my God, traveling is so easy, uh, flights are 20 to 50 euro, you know, it, it, the airport's right there. And his friend said, yeah, for you people in Berlin, but he's like, in Hanover, we have to drive to the Hamburg airport, we have to drive mm-hmm. here, you know, like, it, it's not, he's like, he's like, you guys are very lucky because... You're you're a, a very a hub airport that has a million EasyJet and Ryanair flights going in and out of it each day, and uh, and we we kind of take that for granted. I think you know how yeah. easy it is for us to just travel anywhere, for which is really funny, cheap because the airports here are both small and terrible and horrible. Yeah, but the new one opens in October. Yeah, after eleven years, we'll see. Right, I've heard this story before, so I'm not uh, crossing yeah. my fingers. Either am I. Um, but yeah, so how many, tra- before you moved here, were you, cause you moved here to travel. Like you moved, you came to Europe to travel, not even moved, you came to Europe to travel. Were you traveling a lot before or is this kind of, uh, I, yeah, you know? I, I, I mean, uh, up until about high school, I mean, I really hadn't done much traveling, you know, like road trips in California, been to Mexico a couple of times, but it was when I, I think this is what started the whole thing is when I was 16, my parents took me uh, and my sister on a trip to London. So it was our first time truly out of the States, you know, and that was, um, yeah, a moment I remember just, I don't know, it was just being on the other side of the world, you know, and just, mm-hmm. and just uh, over the pond and just being just completely disconnected from the, disconnected from the USA and this kind of like nice, and I don't even mean this in an unpatriotic way, but just being somewhere that could not give a fuck about the U.S. has nothing to do with the U.S. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Yeah, does yeah. not affect them in any way, shape, or form. They're going on just fine without you. You know, just like completely sure. disconnected and you know, um, five six thousand miles away. And that that just it just blew my mind. And I and ever since that, I really wanted to travel. And then when I um, graduated high school at the age of eighteen, I went with my friend on a backpacking trip through Europe for a month, and we went to. 
God, 10 different countries, you know, staying at hostels, truly just, you know, backpacking, you know, with your rail passes. Um, and, oh, and then after that, I was hooked. You know, so every three or four mm-hmm. days, you're in a new country, you're in a new, you're in a new city. A new, um, a new culture. A new culture, um, meeting new people. Yep. And then a few years later, went back again, but this time for longer. I think it was like two and a half months, backpacking through Europe again. And then that that was when I decided, it was just after that trip. When we got, when I got back from that second trip, I decided, you know what? You're moving. I'm moving to Austria. Nice. I, I I need to live there for a few months. Like, well, why go just stay there for a few days? Like, Super I, cool. I just got hooked on it. Yeah. yeah. But for you, moving to Germany, which I found out in the episode one, yeah. I think, was yeah. your first time in Europe. It was. It was my first time in Europe. And um, I mean, I, I to be honest, I never really considered traveling much never really thought about it there was one time i had the opportunity to study abroad i think it was new zealand but i decided not to hmm. and yeah, i went to why didn't you want to you know i was i was in college i was just kind of lazy to be honest to do the whole application process and figure it yeah. all out so uh, it wasn't I, like uh like a fear of the unknown or anything no just kinda... no just laziness to be honest and I, I did go to israel for 10 days on birthright which was pretty awesome uh when i was around 20 Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a that's a big trip from, that was my, yeah, from Rhode Island. I mean, that was my first, you know, real long flight, except for my flight from Rhode Island to California that one time. Um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed that, but I still didn't really have this this you know traveling bug, so to speak. I wasn't thinking right. after I want to go everywhere now. Right. That didn't come until after I moved here, and then I went on my first trip. I think about three months after living here, or something like that. Where'd you go? Spain. Uh, I did a 10-day trip around southern Spain. So like Cadiz, Malaga, uh, Granada, um, Tarifa, and it was beautiful. Awesome. And that was the first time I ever stayed in a youth hostel. And, you know, I had the the stereotypes of youth hostels, you know, being dirty and dangerous and blah. Well, sometimes they can be. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they can be. But, uh, you know, I met so many amazing people, you know, people from South Africa, people from Germany, people from the States, people from France. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really, really cool. Because remember, at the time, I didn't have a lot of international, well, I had international friends, but not like really close you, friends. You were still fresh. I was Berlin. still fresh. You know, it was yeah, like three yeah. months. And after that trip, I was like, okay, I want to do that all the time now. And then I, sh- I started going on more and more trips and realizing if you book at the right time, that it's, it's just stupid, stupid cheap. Yeah, the, the the prices you don't get in the states, and but they're the, they're the same kind of a a distance and yeah. time in terms of the flight, but the prices are are just so cheap. And I'll tell you, they don't have this anymore. But when I when I lived in Vienna, this was two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Ryanair once a month had a day where flights were free. What? Yeah, where you you go to the website. It would say flights were free. All you had to do was pay a one euro. It was like an airport tax or something oh, like that. That's not free. So, so yeah, but no, but li- almost, almost you were getting a flight for free. Literally, the page said, "Where free, in, free. in continental Europe? Anywhere in Europe? Yeah, the, the same wow. flights that you take Ryanair now. They don't offer it anymore. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, Ryanair is a um, very no frills, low cost budget airline in Europe that." On average, it's like 20, 30 euro for a two-hour flight. And, yeah. and But yeah, but there was one day, and they wouldn't announce it. They would announce <sighs> it in advance. You know, it was just random. Where oh, okay. it, was, it was literally flights were free. 
It's like a lottery gun. Yeah. That's and, fun. And so every morning before class, before German class, me and my friends, we were refreshing the page, seeing if it was the day. And if it was the day, we would randomly just book a flight to wherever, to um, Norway, to Oslo, to no, why not? Belgium, to London, to wherever you know Ryanair went. Um, and just the fact that you could go to a different culture, different country for nothing. Nothing. And a less than basically, you fly anywhere in continental Europe, it's two hours or less, right? So you, more you, or less, yeah, yeah. So the fact that there is no meal, there's no drink, there's no it doesn't matter because Who it's cares? so short. Yeah, yeah. Pack a few sandwiches in your backpack. Good yeah, to go. You're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of my um, my cheapest, let's say, holidays I had was uh, in Budapest. We spent me and a few buddies. We spent I think four days there, and we booked the hostel, and then we booked our flights and everything. And for the hostel for four days, so three nights, and our flights there and back, we spent 45 euros. Which is insane. Insane, right? Like, try to take a trip to Denver for 45 Euro, you know, dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. It's like a full gas tank back in those days, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah and, 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 um, and that was, yeah, that was probably a year after being in Berlin. And then I realized like, oh, I can do this more often. I can book more and more flights. And I think since I moved here, I've been to like 30 something countries. Right. You've basically been to every country in Europe, more or less. More or less. I haven't been to Belgium. I've been to Luxembourg. Right. Like I ha- <laughs> the, the only ones I have left are Luxembourg, Liechtenstein. I've been there. Uh, you've been to Liechtenstein? Yeah, I did a road ah, trip. You bastard. Yeah. And there's, um, I think Andorra, that one country. Oh, I've been there, yeah. It was little tiny countries I haven't been There's a few in the East, but uh, what I what I really realize what I enjoy is there's a lot of hype of the Western European countries. Mm. Going to France, going to Germany, going to Italy, Portugal, uh, Spain. Mm. But what I found, what I really enjoy is going East. And the first time I did that was going to um, Sofia, Bulgaria. Yeah, fantastic. One of these yeah. websites, you know, we saw fly out from Berlin to where? And it's the cheapest flights. We said, Sofia, let's go there. I mean, my girlfriend. And uh, I spent the weekend there, and I fell in love with the city. And I was like, you know, it was cheap to be there. It was cheap to fly there. It was cheap to be there. Yeah, they're beautiful cities. Beautiful. Half the People price. People are super, super nice in the East. They're I, nice everywhere, but in the East, I found a I think particular niceness. The difference is, because in the West, if you live in uh, London, Paris, Berlin, yeah. even a million tourists, you don't, you, don't, you don't give a shit. But when... You live far in the east. You have far fewer tourists, and when you have people come from the west, it's they're excited that you're there. Yeah, you know, they're they're like, oh wow, like why why are you here? What made you want to come to visit uh, Bulgaria? What made you want to come visit Ukraine? Or yeah, sure. And so they're excited. Whereas in Paris, they they don't give a fuck that you're there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In 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 the past few years, I've been doing road trips almost exclusively uh, in the east. So the Balkans, the Baltics, right? uh, Greece, which I don't know. The, the problem is, what I've heard is that no one likes to be called the East. So I'm talking about the East just geographically from us. Right. And, and we're pretty, uh, Berlin is pretty far East because we're, yeah. we're not that far from the, from the Polish border. Right. Just so. Poland, also beautiful. Right. But I was thinking, I, I heard, you know, like no country in the East will call themselves like, quote unquote, the East. Right. Well, R- Russia likes to call themselves part of Europe, so you know, right. everybody likes to change. So when, when I'm, has when, their own perception of themselves. When I'm saying east, I'm talking about everything east, of lo- us. longitudinally, of uh, of us, yeah. of us, right yeah. here, where we're standing right now in Neukölln. 
And um, yeah, so I, I really enjoy traveling to the Eastern countries. They're, they're smaller, so easy, you know, to drive through. The people, like I said, the people are super nice. The food is incredible. Right. The beer is hit or miss. Yeah, hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. But for, I think Tarakia for... is good. Ooh, yeah. Mm. For, for me, the, uh, the biggest plus is that it really feels like traveling because you know traveling in the in like western europe is extremely easy everyone speaks english everything is pretty much as you remember it from back home you know yep. like you know again i'm not different different cultures but you know things work in very similar ways but when you go to the east you know far fewer people speak english so there's a, there's a lot more work you have to do and i mean in a good way you know to to meet people there's more mm-hmm. work again people are more interested in meeting you uh, cuz they meet fewer foreigners things are just much more different culturally so yeah, it makes yeah. it more interesting you know going, so, to, going to restaurants where you can like people are smoking while you're eating food right not really bizarre yeah yeah and yeah, and there's and there's foods that are completely just uh off the mark of what you're you're used yeah, to yeah yeah absolutely you know? I, I mean yeah i i just I, I get excited about that stuff like visiting yeah the ukraine or you know or mm-hmm. even the czech republic certain areas of czech republic and yeah, i love czech republic I would say Prague is probably one of my favorite uh, cities besides Berlin. I really enjoy Prague. Mm, it's beautiful. But when when you travel, do you prefer to like? Do you usually take a flight? Do you usually take a train? Or do you prefer doing a road trip? Ooh, good question. I mean, honestly, I would prefer a train uh, just because you get to see more scenery out the window. That's true. But, but and better for the environment. Yeah, true. But. Um, uh, trains in Europe generally are much more expensive than flying because we have. So for me lately, it's the past few years. It's just been okay. What's the cheapest way of getting there? And you know. usually that usually that's a flight. You know, like I would love to take a train, but a lot of times it's 130 euro versus 40 euro. You know, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a huge difference. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of road trips recently. I I can't drive, but uh, my girlfriend for can and my friends can. So he's just does, does your Rhode that, Island uh, driver's license? It doesn't uh, have a reciprocity agreement. No, it doesn't. So and I, I'd have to go through the whole through the whole um, German process. Yeah, it's the same here. Going to the tests, uh, driving school, it costs you know two thousand euros. It's just for me, it's not worth it. Yeah, for anybody and, who doesn't know, um, I think about thirty or thirty-five U.S. states they have mm-hmm. agreements with Germany where you can literally hand in your state driver's license and they will exchange it for a German one. But there's the there's a few more as well that have like a half reciprocity. Right. Or there's people like you or me, California, Rhode Island, where basically your driver's license means shit to Germany yeah. and you have to go through the entire um, process. Driving process. here is serious business. And getting a driver's license in Germany costs about 2,000 euro yeah. and it is far more intense than in the States. I mean, both of our states have terrible drivers, so I, 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 don't, I don't blame Germany one bit for it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I would love to know what the exact reason <sighs> is, but yeah, yeah, yeah they obviously are... Uh, Whatever our test is or something doesn't yeah. match up to what they expect. So whatever it is, but yeah. So I I, I prefer to do um, to do road trips while my friends drive and I just sit in a side view side seat and uh, drink oh, a beer and chill, yeah, take a nap. Good. You know, yeah. yeah you, take you, some photos. You and your friend um, rented a what was it, like a, like a van or something. Yeah. So one, probably my favorite one of my favorite trips that I did was um, we rented a um, a camper wagon with a with three beds. You know, a shower. Great. Um, yeah, it's cool. A, a sink, you know, a whole kitchen with everything. Mm. And we started off in Munich and then we just drove through the Alps. You know, so Swiss Alps, Italian Alps, um, Austrian Alps, and German Alps. 
And that's where we went to Liechtenstein. We passed through there on the way down. Oh, yeah, great. And it's probably my favorite trip ever. One of my favorite trips ever, I have to say. Because uh, you get to see so many cool different cultures going around the Alps. Plus, they're beautiful. And it was in the midsummer. It was midsummer. It was in July. Oh man! And you're on the top of these mountains, and there's snow. Oh god, the Alps is just. And uh, it was just it was the most unbelievable views. And no matter where we stayed, we had somewhere to sleep. So we'd stay in a lot of these. There's a lot of, around Europe. There's a lot of free camping spots. They might have electricity. They might not. But every three days, four days, we go to an official camping spot to empty out our our toilet to right. fill up on water to get some electricity. And those in between, we wouldn't spend any money. We would just stay on these free spots, no matter where they were. Go to the grocery store, buy some pasta, buy some food, cook in our little um, kitchenette. Oh, great. Chill outside, eat our food, drink some beer, look at the amazing views, try to meet some people around. Like it was, it was just an incredible, incredible holiday. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah, and yeah. How about so renting a van for what was this a two week vacation? It was, was, it, was 10, that expensive. Or it was, was it? ten days. And the van cost around nine hundred euros, and it was three of us. Oh, so it's split three ways. That's actually not that three bad. Three ways, not so bad, plus gas, but we saved a lot of money saving on food. you the hotel like us also because you're just... Exactly. Yeah, wow, not bad. And we, we bought most of our food at uh, grocery stores. And then, of course, if we went to a city, we'd get some local food. You know, when I was in Vienna, well, not Vienna, when I was in Austria, I had to get some schnitzel, of course. Of course. Um, when I was in Italy, I got some schnitzel. You know, of course. Um, so, you know, we, we, we tried to have some local foods, but for the most part, we tried to save money by going to grocery stores and cooking our own food whatever it may be a lot of mac and cheese right yeah know? i mean a lot we, of sandwiches we did the same back in the day when um when we do backpacking trips uh yeah we i mean we would do like one nice meal in the, in whatever country we're visiting but then mm -hmm. the rest of the time yeah we, yeah you just go to the local supermarket and they even in the deli they have like these pre-made you know sandwiches wrapped in yeah uh, sure plastic you know for like two three euro you grab a couple of those you know like because I, I feel like when i you you have these this kind of like pressure in your own head of you want to experience that culture you know and what's what's more cultural than food yeah and but the, the, the problem is one of these long trips um it's, 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 it gets expensive it adds really up. expensive if, if you go every meal and get like the local delicacy or whatever it's just, it's gonna add up yeah. yeah absolutely but but i mean you have to at least do it once to experience it, and then the rest of the time, you know, you can just eat some, you know, cheap, cheap food. I mean, oh yeah, get a couple bags of pasta. But that's, I mean, that's a great way to save money. And also, um, um, there's things like, uh, like washing your clothes. Like me and my friend, like we, we in this, I don't know about Europe, but in the states, they sell these Ziploc bags that are like two feet by two feet. They I think they're like five gallon Ziploc bags. Oh wow! And we we just bought one each. We stuck our clothes inside. And we had these little like disposable uh, packets of like Tide laundry detergent. Dropped it in, pour some water in, it, and then you just like literally shake and bake. You just like shake the thing up, and then and so you used that when you were traveling. Right yeah, here. that was our washing ah. machine. Yeah, you put some clothes in this uh, plastic bag, seal it up with some laundry detergent. You just shake it up, pour it into the hostel sink, you know, and that, and then your clothes are washed. You just hang up to dry. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That yeah, is that, super cool. Yeah, because like the, the first trip we did, we were going to like the local like um, we call them. Uh, what are they called? Laundry, laundry mats, laundry yeah, mats, laundry you know? mat, yeah. But you know, if you just sit there for like an hour and a half, or you know, mm -hmm. so somebody doesn't steal your clothes, it costs money. But yeah, we just brought these little packets of laundry, laundry detergent in these plastic bags and just you know shake them up in the uh, sometimes in the hostel bathroom. You know, I'll just take some hand soap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like bring them in the shower with you, or exactly. You know, I mean, there's re there's really there's ways to really to save money. You know, when you're traveling, and it gets to the point sometimes. You know, you know, if if it smells good, it's probably clean. 
it's good enough, you know. It's like, good that, enough. That's all people care is that they can't smell you from like you know twenty meters away in the train. You know, that's all they care about. Yeah. And what, what's really cool, I <laughs> excuse me, this <laughs> whiskey man. <coughs> what I found really cool in um, so good. Yeah. Right. In the EU, so not all of Europe, but in the EU, if you have um, even a cheap prepaid card, whatever you're doing. So if you come to Europe and you want to travel, you can bring your phone, get a cheap prepaid SIM card, and that will work for free data roaming throughout all of the EU countries. Yeah, so from country to country, the the, the price of an S, of a text or a phone call will not change. You right. Know? But basically, it treats you as if you're still in your home country, you know. And that was, I think, when was that, when did that change? A few, like four or five years ago or something like that. Where, mm, I was like, yeah, somewhere around there. Where they changed it, which is great. Like, I made the mistake when I moved to Europe, because I, I was, I don't know, I was much of a, I was like really a planner. Yeah. So I found this website called, I think it was Cellular, cellular Abroad, right? And they sold you this cheap fucking phone with like a two inch or two inch by two inch little green screen That's what you and want. a SIM card for $150. Wow. I bought it. Wow. And then I landed in Europe and realized you can go to a local store and for $5 get a SIM card. That'll last you about a week, two weeks, depending on what you need. Right. And then you, and you can get a cheap ass SIM phone. Uh, phone for 20 euro you know I like I like. yeah sure uh, but nowadays you know you, everyone has smartphones just take a smartphone pop a new sim card in yeah and the sim cards cost nothing so so anybody traveling to Europe please do not buy ahead of time just when you land there'll be a million places you can buy cheap sim cards yeah bring, bring your phone grab a sim card you, 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 bring, you, bring your passport I think they ask for your passport just because they have to write down it's so a sim card maybe yeah. and then once you have your sim card you can just um, re-up your money that you have on it at most grocery stores. Yeah, you just walk in and say, hey, hey, I would like $10 more on my uh, yep. T-Mobile card. And then they give you a little receipt. You type in the number on your phone and then Good it to go. recharges you. And yeah. then you can go around the whole EU and not have to worry about anything. I, I think that's, that's a super awesome thing the EU did. Uh, it's... I mean, traveling Europe is really. I mean, from country to country, you're using the same currency. Yeah, your your phone charges don't change. It's There's no border well, control. I mean, usually the same currency. There's still some countries that are okay, not the, using the Okay, EU. there are a few. Okay, there's a guy got like the, the Swiss franc, etc. Got a quiz question for Ooh, you. Quiz question. Okay. What country in Europe uses the euro but is not in the EU? Oh shit! I knew the answer to that. Did you? I did. But you don't anymore. Mm, uses the euro but is not in the EU. Not in the EU. Mm. Czech Republic does not use the euro. They don't, but they are. But in the they EU. are in the EU. Yes. Uses the EU but is in so Europe, the Nordic states. It's one of the Nordic states. Okay. No, no, it's not one of the Nordic states. They all are, are in the EU, but they don't use the euro. Right. <sighs> God damn. I'd, I'd, I'd have to guess Slovakia, Slovenia. False, false. It is Montenegro. Montenegro. Yeah. Uses the euro. Yeah. Because I was traveling through there, I had to go through the border because it's not EU. Yeah. Um. When I got there, they're using euros. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't no know idea. why. But they're probably like they want to be part of the EU. You have to go through like an application, right? Process but usually it's the opposite way. Usually you apply and then right. you get and then the, you get the, yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. Google it. I don't know why I googled it once. I forgot the answer. I I'm not maybe the euro is just is more up, powerful no. than whatever currency they were using before. And now, no offense, I just don't know what the uh, Montenegrins were using before. Uh, no the idea. Euro. I yeah. No idea what. Interesting, right? Yeah, I kind of want to look that up. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Take that. Now, now did you ever uh, try couchsurfing? Well, the, the couchsurfing website while you were traveling. I never couchsurfed. I I usually when I was younger, I did a lot of um, a lot of hostels, and then camping. 
Now I do some more hotels. But I still do hostels. I still do a lot of camping. But no, I never did couch surfing. Because you never want to try it? or uh, I honestly... Um, or you didn't know it existed? I didn't really know it existed. Oh, okay. I, I know now, but okay. not, not back then. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... Um, that was your jam, right? Well... <laughs> Well, like our first trip, we heard about it and we never used it. But then the second trip, we decided we want to save some money. So half the time that we we're traveling in our two months, we used couch surfing. And, and, and so can you can you just explain, because I don't even know a lot about it. Okay, can you explain so, what it is, sure, how it works? Sure, so there's a website called Couchsurfing. Uh, I think it's couchsurfing.org if I, or maybe couchsurfing.com. I have to double check on that. I haven't used it in a couple of years. Um, but you go, you go on this website, um, say you're going to... Oslo, Norway. You go to the Oslo, Norway page. It lists the 50, 100, 250 uh, hosts who are willing to host people for free. And you can go through. You can look at their profiles. And they'll, and they'll say, hi, I'm Max. I have space for two people. Um, I live here or here. This is, this is my deal. And you send them a message and say, hey, I'm in Oslo for these dates. And he says... Yeah, sure. You can come sleep on my couch. And so basically, uh, you come and you crash at, at a local's house for free. And depending on the person, some kind of they want you to hang out with them a little bit, etc. Oh, okay. But but some don't don't give a shit. They just say, hey, here's your couch. You can come and go as you please. Some even yeah. give you a copy of their key. Um, and yeah, and so you're staying for free. But the main thing is you're staying with a local and they can tell you, where are the cool neighborhoods to hang out? They can invite you to uh, a party. You can meet some people. I remember the first time I used couch surfing. It actually, oddly enough, because I was using Oslo, Norway. It was in Oslo, Norway. Was the first time, <laughs> and uh, stayed with this amazing person named Lynn, and she introduced us to two or three of her friends, and we had such a good time that all of her friends took vacation from work that week just to hang out with us, and oh. we ended up uh, surfing at two or three different people's houses during that time. Around Oslo. Around Oslo. And became and to this day, still great friends. This was 10 years ago. Still great friends with these people. No way. Have visited them 10, 15, 20 times since then. Um, and during that time, again, we, instead of just going to the to the basic tourist, whatever statue, you know, here's this statue, here's this plaza, whatever. I mean, still good to see. Still good to see, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, they, they took us... Um, to parties, they introduced us to people. They took us to areas we would have not have thought. Of. They introduced us to uh, like cultural events that were happening that we had never heard of and would have never uh, saw online. You know, like uh, it was just it was awesome. So we that's we, a really really nice way to travel. It's, oh yeah, that's, that's it sounds really um, really authentic, really authentic way to travel. Yeah, in terms of yeah, like you said, meeting meeting actual locals and kind of seeing their experience in that city or town wherever you are, as opposed to kind of going in blind. Sure, and e and even just staying at a local's house, just you can just see the difference from their apartment to yours, and and how you know how a Norwegian lives compared to True. an American or to a German or yeah. I, I, I had a similar thing actually. It wasn't couch surfing. It was actually in it was either from Hostel World or an Airbnb, and I went to Spain and it happened to be someone's house, the extra room, and I was sleeping there. I didn't oh, know it, that. It might have been through because like I know through Airbnb. Sometimes you take over the whole apartment, but sometimes you just take over a room in somebody's house. Yeah, maybe Airbnb. Yeah, maybe yeah, these uh, two Spanish guys, a big balcony, we hung out a bit, uh, told us some cool spots to go, and it was a really nice way to, um, that was in Barcelona, a really cool way to learn more about the city. But I only did that that one time by, actually by accident, 
But uh, but it was fun, right? Maybe I'll try that. It was very fun, yeah. Maybe I'll try that sometime. So in your in your couch surfing experience, no, no, in your whole experience of traveling, what if you were to name one favorite space, let, spot, let's say in Europe, because that's where we are, what's your favorite town, city? I'd had to, I'd have to say Austrian Alps in general. Like I, I had like a three or four year period where every summer I went to the, somewhere in the Austrian Alps. Mm-hmm. I stayed at Zellamsee. I stayed at Hallstatt, which is really touristy, but um, southern Germany also, Berchtesgaden, which is near the the border. But just these small like lake villages in the Alps. There's like fewer places where I feel more relaxed. Like going yeah. there in the summer, in the middle of nature, these like just like these beautiful mountains. You're just you're hanging out in the lake. Um, it, it, it yeah, it's just so goddamn relaxing i just there's few things i'd rather be doing than just like hanging out in a lake with a beer in the in the austrian alps um, yeah for, and you, you know you, you you look up from this beautiful blue like a really turquoise water almost right to these giant beautiful mountains while you're in this valley yeah this, this i told i totally get that this view I totally that looks fake like it was painted i mean yeah. you know i mean it, it like some of these places just they look uh, like like how a movie interprets what the Austrian Alps should look like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it looks that fake, but you just look around and you're just like, wow, this is absolutely gorgeous. The weather's amazing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's night. It's just so friendly. And you're, I don't know. I'm, every time I'm there, I'm just absolutely relaxed. So um, in the summer, I love going there. How about how about a uh, city? Ooh, um, ooh, in Germany? Uh, no, not in Germany. In, in Europe, a city in Europe. Oh God, there's so many cities I love. Okay, I can't, I can't list you one, but I'll, I'll list you a few. Okay. I, I love Oslo. Um, Vienna, absolutely beautiful city. I have a fun every time I'm there. Um, lived there for a little while, but I love visiting. Beautiful place. Um, um, Lviv in the Ukraine. had such an amazing time there. I, I love Lviv. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Berlin. I mean, I I don't even have to mention that because no, I mean, that that's that's the give that's the given one. reason I love yeah. it because I, I live here. We both love um, that one. London, I I I have a feeling when I live visit London. I I, I visited London yeah. probably fifteen times in the past ten years. Um, but I always have a good time in London. London's a cool city. Would never want to live there. Uh, but uh, visiting's fun. Fair enough. Uh, God, there's there's just so much, there's just too many to count. I mean, what what, it's, it's, what, what, would, what would be your top list? I mean, I think um, I always I always say my go to is Prague. I really enjoy Prague, but um, I really and for like Berlin. It's only what like four hours or something. It's about four hour drive, yeah. something like that. But I also really love Sarajevo and Bosnia Herzegovina, mm. and that's probably my favorite in terms of culture. Yeah, because that city has, it's it's totally split in the middle between like the old Ottoman Empire. And the whole European kind of side. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I really, and, I really want to visit. Yeah, it's Jerusalem of Europe, and you have all these different cultures living together, and it's just it's it's beautiful. Uh, it's inexpensive. The people are like I love Sarajevo. Um, I really enjoy Barcelona just because it's a oh, big city on the beach. I lo- you know you Barcelona. Know? What's amazing about that is. You know when you're going down those back alleys, and there's a million mm-hmm. and one little cafes in these yeah. back alleys. Oh my god, that's so such amazing. Food. It's cool. Like, oh, I love just walking aimlessly. Like, oh god, that's good. Yeah, actually, then, that's a good one. Yeah. And then like, I mean, Rome. Obviously, it's Rome. It's beautiful. 
I like Ro- there's too too many fucking but tourists. It's a lot of tourists. That's yeah. that's my biggest downfall of Rome. You can't even walk down the sidewalk sometimes. It's, it's still so, so worth visiting though. Yeah, it, it, yeah, there's just so much going on there. There's yeah. so much history and fuck. I mean every every time we turn a corner you you're seeing uh another beautiful piazza and here's something else super old that's beautiful. And something else, it's just it's kind of it's a lot to take in, but I really enjoy it. And then I'll also say, which is also kind of a stereotype, but Paris, man, I really enjoy Paris. Pa- Paris is um, is beautiful, and I, I hear I, a lot of people they say um, it didn't live up to their, their expectations. I, I had I've had but horrible times it. in Paris. Okay, uh, and I'll, I'll chalk it up to bad luck. But even though during those horrible times, I can admit it's a, it's a beautiful friggin' city. It's a it's a really cool city. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I think it's all the time we have to. Right, that's a good, job. That's a good that's place a, to wrap it up. Um, so this um, <clears throat> this whiskey. Now to remind you, we are drinking the. It is called the Dalmore, aged twelve years. It is a Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. And this one's special edition because it comes with a cork inside the bottle. Right. So it's got that nice, um, gritty flavor. kind of sand feeling mm. when, you, when you chew on it. Like uh, as we all love on the to beach. chew on whiskey. I love it. Um, now, I can't tell you the price. This was a gift. Ooh, if I had to guess, 23 euro. Sure. Uh, if it was 23 euro, I will say I'm a little uh, disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's... John, if you're listening, lovely gift. Uh, amazing, but... John, it's all right. It's it's. A, that's all I'll say, John. It's all right, John. Uh, I don't know, John. But uh, I would say it's it's definitely better... <laughs> Than the um, the whiskey that we had on episode three. Yeah, it, it's okay. It, yeah, it's fine. It's a little I, more smoky. I will, I will not buy it again. Let's say that. no. I want to buy it. Again. Even but it, it's it. more smoky. It's got a bit more flavor. But there's no, you know, a lot of scotches have a little bit of uh, fruitiness to them. Yeah, this little hints of you know whatever. This doesn't have any of that. It kind of tastes like 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 I said in the first episode as well. I'm not a huge whiskey drinker, but you know I'm learning now. We're doing this, you know. Yeah, and, and it's episode four. A lot of scotches whiskey. linger longer, you know, like yeah. the taste lasts longer. This kind of dies out rather quickly. You know? I would say this kind of tastes like a Jameson that was like left in a fire to get a little bit of a smoky taste. That's no, that's not a positive uh, review there. No. All right, so Jameson left in a fire. Yeah, that's 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 that would be the the Dalmore aged twelve years. Yeah, I mean, in terms it, of like, it, it, tastes, have, it tastes like a whiskey. That's a really cool bottle. But a bit. Um, a bit smoky. It is a cool bottle. I would, I would buy. If I saw it on the shelf, I would definitely buy it because the bottle looks pretty, looks pretty cool. Again, the bottle will be on our, um, on our Instagram, which is at Americans dot in dot Germany dot drinking, and there as well. You can send us any stories or questions, and yeah, uh, s- send us we're a We're happy message. to read them. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll and, read them on air and we'll let you know so you can invite your friends to yeah, come and listen absolutely it'd be, it'd be, I'm really interested I, I would love for some people honestly Jeff to send us some stories so I'd love yeah. to hear what people have to say about about their experiences or their questions they want to move right you know um, you, you think I, we're full of shit you would, or you you agree with us uh, yeah, if, us if, if you think we're full of shit please let us know because we could be yeah, I don't know no, no, we are but I, anyways, I, yeah. Anyways. Then on a positive note, this was fun. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode five. Five, Boom. number five already. Well, cheers, Jeff. Let's finish this because I don't want to drink any more of it. 